Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Chris Beyer, as always, with Jim Martin. And our good friend, Jeff Grayson. Good evening, Jim. Hi, Chris. Good evening, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jim. Hello to my Red Raider guys. Yeah, Jeff joins us from Minnesota, as always. We are just reminiscing about our time in high school. We just had our high school reunion. We'll talk a little bit more after the podcast, but we got (laughs) things to do here. We got to get going. We got to talk (laughs) about... to take care of. Yeah, exactly. We got to talk about the Packers. We got to talk about the Packers 2023-24 and then in the next half hour of the show, we'll just talk about the NFL in general. So I'm going to be the moderator. These guys know far more about uh, the players than I do. Jeff's shaking his head, yeah, but he, my head Jeff too, is, but... An, is, a, is an encyclopedia. I don't believe it. So let's start off with the obvious question. Mr. Love, Jordan Love, is he ready for prime time? Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, what about Mr. Love? I'm going to, you know, you want answers. I'm not going to hem and haw. Uh, how ready is he? I'm not 100% sure, but you know what? Let's say he's ready because it's time. Um, This is his fourth year, and I'm optimistic of how he'll do. I remember when Aaron Rodgers got his first year as a starter back in 2008. Packers went 6-10 and that year. Um, I think the Packers can do better than that. We'll get into the team a little bit later. But how ready for prime time is he? I don't know, but it is time. He's the, basically the curtain is up. It's his time to go in there. And I, I think he can, I think he can be good. I'm not sure how much you want me to elaborate right now, but if the answer is, do I think he's ready for prime time? I say yes. Yeah. Well, Jim, uh, Packers moved up in that draft to get him right. kind of ticked right. off, uh, Mr. Rogers. I think they got him like the 17th pick or something that year. It's quite high. It's just pretty high. In yeah. first round, low 20s. Right. Low tw- I want to say low 20s. Low 20s. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that was a bold move to do that. Yep. How well does Mr. Love Jordan have to do over the next couple, three years for that to be uh, something that was a good move? I think he's got a lot of pressure. I mean, I I don't myself, I don't personally expect him to do uh, anything phenomenal. I mean, you look at a lot of the great quarterbacks, their first year is not, not that great. Uh, like, like you just said, Jeff, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like you did a little research or you just know, but they were six and 10 this first season. And, and, you know, I mean, you look at guys like Peyton Manning, kind of same thing. His first season was kind of man, but I, I think two, three, certainly four years down the road, he's got to have, he's, uh, the playoffs at bare minimum are expectation at that point. Cause you got to got rid of a guy who could, who can take you there just about every year. But this this year, I think everybody's just kind of, they just have to kind of chill out and, and relax because I don't think it's going to be, I, I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs. We'll just say that. But. Yeah. Well, Jeff, if, if Jordan Love is, say, a mid-tier quarterback, maybe not the greatest, maybe not, you know, not the top third, not the bottom third, but in that middle third, how many years would he have to be the guy in Green Bay for this to have been a good move? That's a really good question. Uh, by the way, he was the 26th pick in okay. 2020. You know, a lot of people thought he might be a, a second round pick. And when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, uh, by the way, in 2008, remember he was quarterbacking a team that was a Brett Favre interception from going to the Super Bowl the previous season. Right. Yeah. 
He right. threw across the field against the Giants. Then he left. And so Rodgers stepped into it. I mean, obviously, it's a huge transition. Jordan loves taking over a team that, if anything, underachieved and, frankly, didn't deserve to go to the playoffs after how they played in that Lions finale. Right. I think if he can be – it's fascinating for me to hear the analysts around the country. We listen to them all. There are some who say, oh, this is going to be a disaster. He's, you know, Aaron Rodgers should have stayed. There are plenty of analysts on the major networks and on uh, radio who think that this can be a good thing because I think a playoff berth as a wild card team is probably a dream. Things would have to go their way in terms of health and other things. We can get into the rest of the team in a little bit. If Aaron Rodgers came into his own in that second year as a starter, I think if 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 Jordan Love, if nothing else, takes care of the ball this year and doesn't throw those those interceptions, and he needs the defense, which has been underachieving the last couple of years, to rise up because that can be your friend if they can get some turnovers and let him have a short field. Um, I think we should know, in my opinion, within two to three years in terms of how good this guy can be because you need a couple years to be fair I know that we're in this instant gratification system now with the NFL and guys getting plugged in right away but the guy's got to play I mean he hasn't played you know he hasn't played more than here or there like he did against the Eagles in that regular season game I think we I think we need a couple seasons two seasons to know if this guy uh is the real deal but um I mean, I know we can get more into this, but um, I'm guardedly optimistic about this year as far as being close to to, to 500. I think they can have a better year than they did in Rodgers' first year, but they got to have some things go their way. Yeah. You know, the other thing to remember, back to your point about uh, Favre's previous team or his last team having a playoff berth and all that, this team, basically everybody ran away. As soon as Rodgers left, everybody ran. Even defensive guys, Amos is Amos is with the the Jets now. I mean, we got you know Lazard. I mean, you, there's a whole you know, it's and they ran to the Jets, here. and they all ran to the Jets. <laughs> well, not all of them, but a lot of them oh, did, right? Oh. Um, and Tanya uh, left, yeah, right, yeah, Tanya left. I mean, so um, he's got a whole brand new team to work with, aside from maybe Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon uh, on the in the offensive line. Now that brings us to I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but Bakhtiari. Uh, we might talk about that a little bit later, but, um, you know, he's, he's got, he, luckily for him, I think he's got a pretty veteran offensive line. I think that's going to be huge for him. But like you said, it's time for the defense to do, to do their job because if mm-hmm. guys like Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer can go to Super Bowls and win Super Bowls, that was <laughs> all on their defense. All you have yeah. to do, like you said, is protect the ball. You don't throw it away. Don't do anything stupid. And you got a solid defense and you can. And you can go far. So this uh, team has its share of leaders. This right. team has its yeah. share of leaders, and he doesn't have to be the guy as far as the team leader. But I, I think the way he's handled this whole thing the last three years, especially the last eighteen months, this kid—he's not that much of a kid anymore—but he has been so classy and done all the right things in terms of how he's conducted himself, and also how he's worked out with his. Uh, receivers in the off season, hint, hint, who could have done that? Right, um, right. He's, he's done all the right things. You just, not just because we're Packer fans, but you just hope that things can work out for him because he didn't ask for any of this stuff with the right. controversy right. of how he was acquired. But you, I, th- I think within a, I mean, we'll know within a couple, within two seasons what he can do, I think. But we got, right. we, right. he needs time though. He needs a little right. bit of time. Right. The, the last thing I'll say is, um, 
he, uh, this is a lot of same stuff, exactly the same word for word, practically what we said about Rogers. When Rogers went through that far thing, he was classy. He was this, he was, you know, and, and he didn't have the, the mentorship from Favre that Jordan Love has right. had from Rogers. Rogers was mm-hmm. much more gracious about this whole thing yeah. to Jordan Love, not mm-hmm. to the team, of course, but to him, he recognized it's not, like you said, it's not his fault. So let's get him up and let's get him up to speed. Mm-hmm. Rogers is like, I'm going to be gone in a couple of years anyway. You know, why, <laughs> don't, why don't I get this? And, and I think he's really worked with him. And I would be surprised if Love didn't learn just a ton of stuff from that guy in the last yeah. three years, which is, yeah. you know, so, so he's got kind of a, a, a leg up on Rogers when he started. That yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point. And he's had all the same coach in the, in the system for three mm-hmm. years. He, right. He's watched and we get to see if he can apply what he's learned, but that is a really good point. I, you know, we can, there's things we can, you can go after Rogers on, but there's plenty of obviously greatness with him. And I, I think that that is really a good point you made that he was an excellent teammate when it came to, to Jordan love when with all the ways uh, Rogers, in some ways, in my opinion, could be petty about other things. He yep. was he was fantastic when it came to being around Jordan Love and letting the guy soak things up. You you didn't hear Aaron Rodgers say once, and I'm sure he might have felt that that's not my job to be his right. you know mentor like like Correct. Brett did. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. So uh, in light of uh, what you guys are talking about here with Jordan Love and perhaps the offense. Kind of three teams on every team. You've got the offense, you got the defense, and the special teams. Where does the offense rank in those three categories? Are they one, two, or three in your eyes with the Packers? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'm, oh boy, I might, I might put them second. The thing is, there's so many question marks. Yep. Young, unproven quarterback. Uh, Watson is the veteran receiver along with Dobbs, uh, <laughs> and they're in their second year. Right. You've got two, you've got some rookie tight ends who could be dynamic, but you have a veteran offensive line that most, uh, I, I listen a lot to the commentators before we do these podcasts just to see what they think. And people say the, the offensive line and the running backs are the strength of this team. So because the defense has been so up and down and has had some injuries, Oh boy, that's a push. The special teams had some good moments last year, bouncing back after uh after some some rough moments when they had Amari Rogers uh trying to return kicks. But now they've got a new kicker. So I'm hemming and hawing here, Chris, because there are big question marks on all three. This this team Cooch. is yep. is a has all these leaders, but at the same time, I sort of feel like they're an incomplete and unmolded piece of clay. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Because I think right. they've all got some things to prove. So as far as where does the offense rank? Uh, I mean, in terms of having to, I mean, with a brand new quarterback, I guess I might have to put them third, but I'm, I'm going to put them second because I think, I don't know if the special team stands out quite that much, especially with a rookie kicker right. too. Uh, Jim, uh, you talked earlier about the running backs. Obviously that is an ideal situation for a young quarterback to have a good running game and a good O-line, hopefully a good run-blocking uh, scheme. Uh, how good do you think the Packers' running game can be? And in this pass-heavy league, is that going to be enough? I think um, I think the running game is actually going to be phenomenal. And, and I'm actually excited about the fact that you don't have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who is such a dynamic passer, and that's what they want to use all the time. Or he was calling – he was checking out of a lot of plays. I, I don't know how that goes, but um, – but, 
I think they're going to use Aaron Jones a lot more, and I think they're going to use AJ Dillon a lot more. And th- those two, those two backs, that could be the best running back combination in football. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're fantastic. Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones is a great receiver out of the backfield too. Mm-hmm. So, so he, you know, um, Love has got kind of that check down, a great check down valve for himself too. So I think they're going to be really, really good, but you're right. It's, it's a pass heavy league now, but, um, you know, it, it depends on, Depends on who you listen to commentation commentating wise, but is it easier? You got to be able to pass before you can run or you got to be able to run before you can pass, but you got to have one of those things working for you, you know, and I think, I think we're going to be good there. Right. And they say nowadays, they say the running game, I've heard it said is really only important in that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, Has the league this, you know, and I'm getting in the league a little bit. I don't want to do this too much in this podcast, but do you think it's too pass heavy? Do you think that, there could be something to emphasize the running backs more. Is that not important anymore? I think it's too pass heavy myself. Not that I want, I'm not the rough, tough guy who says got to always be in the trenches, but that's how football was designed. I mean, I think it's great that as we grew up, they opened up the rules a little bit. So receivers couldn't get cheap shotted and quarterbacks couldn't get cheap shotted. And Don Shula, the all time winningest coach in the NFL, really spearheaded all those changes to open up the offense more. Um, and because, you know, in baseball, they say fans want home runs in football. People want the, 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 you know, the long pass and that sort of thing. But, uh, back to what Jim was saying, um, we saw a play in the preseason game the other night, uh, for, for the Packers against the Patriots where love made a great play using his feet to roll out after. AJ Dillon gave a great block yes, that would have, would have, he would have been sacked. Love would have been sacked, and then Love moves just a little bit after that block, throws a dart to uh, the rookie, another rookie, Jaden Reed, for the touchdown. Those two running backs along are going to be his best friend if they stay healthy. They complement each other well, and it kind of ties in your question, both you guys at the same time, because like Jim said, Jones is a running back, but he's also a receiver. Dylan is a runner, but he's also a blocker. So you've got like four different uh, skills that these guys cumulate, uh, combination wise bring to the table. So I think LaFleur, even though, yeah, he, he's a passing guy, he's from the Kyle Shanahan school and running still a big part of what they do. Remember what the 49ers did to the Packers in the NFC title game with, um, was it Raheem Mostert running all over the yeah. Packers that one year when the game was in Santa Clara and they just, it was over, it was over by halftime when yeah. the 49ers went to this. Remember that? It, it isn't going to dominate the game a lot of times, but I think it's really important. And especially in, at Lambeau Field when things get with the surface there as the season goes on, it's still a pass led league. There's absolutely no question about it. And it's always going to be now, but in the case of the Packers, if you did a pie chart, the running part of that pie chart is going to be heavier, and it should be. And it'll it's not going to be heavier than the past, but maybe instead of it being 80-20, maybe now it's 70-30 or 65-35. Right. Yeah. What about uh, they did spend two high draft picks this year on, on tight ends, as they mentioned. Any word on how those guys are performing? I've heard Luke Musgrave has been like, Unbelievable. I mean, there, there was one, somebody who said there was some premier cover guy for the Patriots and this, and he was just burning this dude. <clears throat> the person who had the quote said, if he's burning that guy, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to be sensational. So, um, you know, that as always, that remains to be seen, but, um, he looked, I think I, I think I saw him and he was in the last preseason game, right? 
Musgrave, mm-hmm. I think I saw him make a couple catches over the middle. So, yep. I mean, he looked, looked pretty good to me. I, you know, it's hard to say. I, you know, I read what these guys say. I don't, right. I don't follow it every day. But um, but it sounds like at least Musgrave is pretty good. I don't know about the other guy. And he's a rookie, right. obviously. So we're not necessarily right. expecting him to light the league on fire. But right. but again, just like Love, you, you spend a high draft pick on a position player like that. You wonder how they're going to do. Yeah. The three of us have done, you know, we've done the podcast together for a couple of years. And I think we've all agreed that something I felt that McCarthy and then LaFleur got away from a little bit under with Rodgers as the quarterback was the security valve of the tight end and the rollouts. And I know that Tanyan had that one year, but those weren't that often on rollouts. And you go back to Favre, the Favre Chimura combination. And even when Keith Jackson was there too. Exactly right. I mean, how often did that work? Just, you know, Favre was nimble, Rodgers was nimble. And they would, it was a great security blanket. Well, here's the thing that I'm reading and seeing a little bit with Musgrave and listening to the analysis is yes, he's like Chimura in terms of size, but now he takes it to the next level because of what Jim said. This guy is fast and he can outrun not just linebackers, but he's outrun some defensive backs and he, he's going to be a stud. I think Kraft is a little more in the conventional space, but Mm -hmm. hey, that's fine uh, as far as a tight end. Whereas sure. Musgrave might be a look has the potential based on his speed of really being a uh, a stud receiver, yeah. maybe a little maybe a little more in the Kelsey uh, right. Right. realm. Where this is early, of course, but um, yeah. I, I love that they got some tight ends. I, I I think it's great. More more help for love. They just got to grow into it. Yep. Jim, uh, receivers number one is Watson. Is he the number Watson's one guy? Number, I would say. Yep. Is yep. he? Uh, how close is he at this point? to maybe top third in the league receiving? Do you see him growing into the top third or the top fifth of the, the receivers in the league? Uh, yeah, I definitely see him growing into that. It's hard to say with him. He got hurt uh, last year. He was out quite a bit of the season. But, I mean, when he was healthy, he is lightning fast. And um, and I think he's another one of these guys who works really hard at – uh, making sure that he gets better. You know, he, he made that mistake in the very first uh, game and, and you never saw that mistake again, you know, um, and it wasn't because Rogers stopped throwing to him like he does sometimes. It wasn't that it was because he worked hard to, to fix that. And, and I think he's working hard on his hands. I think he's going to be great. It, it's hard to say, is he going to be top third in the league? I, I don't know. I mean, second year, it's hard to say right. something like that. And that's the problem with, like Jeff said earlier, this whole team is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're all, they're all new. We'll see. You know, they all look good on paper. Um, I don't know. Our team, uh, the Packers have been one of the most consistent teams in the league over the last 25, 30 years, right up there with say the Steelers and the Patriots in terms of, of regular season games, maybe not in the postseason. So let's move on to the defense. Um, we're talking a lot of positives potentially about the offense. Is the Packers' weakness in a certain position on the defense? And if so, what positions are we talking about? Jeff? Mm, uh, my, my last sentence, by the way, about the receivers is a lot of times the last couple of years, they couldn't get open. They they were not yeah, good enough yeah. to get open from right. veterans like Cobb to younger guys. So they, they've, I think Watson and Dobbs and this kid, Jaden Reed, I think, he's gonna I think they're, I think they're going to be really good, but they got to, they got to learn on the job. Okay. Right. About right. the defense. This this team has got to get some more turnovers. That's one thing. The other thing that my 13-year-old son and I have noticed over the last few years, they have been a terrible tackling team. Oh, over. Sure. If anybody gets three or four yards past the line, 
Forget it. There are missed tackles, and we saw it uh, a few times early in the Patriots game when the first teamers were in there. You've got Jair Alexander, who's one of the top defensive backs in the NFL and has the capability to shut down Justin Jefferson. And they they talk a lot, but he's he's that good. He's an elite player. Uh, Rasul Douglas back there has, a, a, I think, a lot of potential. Eric Stokes needs to be healthy. I think that's that's a big question mark. I like. I mean, we could keep saying this if they're healthy. It goes without saying. I think that I think with Alexander back there, that's a huge deal because teams are probably going to sometimes avoid going at him. That's how right. good he is. Uh, you go up front. Uh, Kenny Clark is is a when he's on, really good defensive yeah. lineman. They're optimistic about. Um, forgive me now. I I just had his name. He, uh, Wyatt, is that his last? Devante Wyatt, is he on the defensive line? For, forgive me. He was hurt yeah, a I lot last year. It was, but, um, uh, I don't remember. I, but, yeah, I don't remember, but, but Gary, Rashawn Gary right, coming right, back right. from the knee, that is huge yep. for them. Right. And then Campbell, Campbell as, yep. at, at the linebacker spot. Those yep. are the handful of guys I'm looking at. If you're saying what's the, I think they got, they all have to tackle better. And I'm just a little unsure of the defensive line because yes. of Gary coming back. And there's, there's a few question marks there. And then and they lost Dean Lowry, who while not an all pro player, you know, Dean Solid. Lowry was another one of those guys who left, you know, can they, uh, Jim, can they get to the quarterback on passing situation? That's going to be tough. I mean, that, that's going to be the key really, uh, you know, and it, and you, Jeff, you said, I think graciously last two, three, four years that trouble with the defense. I think it's been the last 10, 15 years inconsistent yeah. with the defense. I mean, it's been, you know, like I, I don't understand why they're not going after a defensive end that can fly in and, you know, and get some pressure on these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Great. We now finally have cornerbacks that mm-hmm. can cover guys, but they can't cover guys forever, you know? Right. So, I mean, geez, <laughs> yep. the question about, about getting to the quarterback, that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be the, quite honestly, the question of the year. I think that might be more so than Jordan Love, because like I said, you can win games with defense. And if you don't have game or if you don't have the pass rush, you're going to lose a lot of games the right, same yeah. way. So you need that um, guy. Devontae Wyatt was the guy I'm talking about who okay. they say has come a long way. He was a rookie last year, played in nearly every game. Wasn't very impressive. I did forget Quay Walker, who got ejected from two games. He played at Georgia along with Stokes and Wyatt. So they got three guys with a G on their helmet in college and the pros. Georgia, one of the top two or three programs in in, in college football. Don't forget Walker, number seven, the linebacker. Has he matured from last year? Because he showed some good moments. I mean, the guy looks like a stud. But remember, he got got ejected from two games, if memory serves. They're not nearly a good enough defense to overcome one of their start big starters getting ejected. So you're right. They need, they need a guy who can instill fear along the, along the edge. And they hope that Gary's return is sort of like a free agent signing in a way, getting him back. Right. Right. Yep. I have a couple questions from my neighbors who say hello, by the way, the Millmans, uh, (laughs) Jeff and his family and, and Uh his son Luke had a couple questions for us. One of them is, uh, who are we looking to have a breakout season? Uh, and the other one uh, was about off-season moves, and we could talk more about that in in the NFL side. But who who had some of the better off-season moves? And that those are his yeah. questions. So, so what do you think about a uh, breakout season, Jeff? Who who are you looking to have a breakout season this year on the Packers? On the Packers, well, of course, the wise guy in me would say, well, Jordan Love, of course, because right, sure. he hasn't right. had a break-in <laughs> season yeah. yet. But um, 
I'm going to, I mean, some, you could argue that uh, Watson's breakout season was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's, he's more of a known commodity as, as you discussed, Jim, I'm going to say his opposite number, Dobbs, Romeo. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Romeo because they also need him because otherwise Watson is going to be double teamed and they're going to dare everybody to throw to the other side. So yep. I wanted to take someone who's not a rookie and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Dobbs number 87. That, that's what I said when he asked the question. I said I would go with Dobbs on the offense. On the other side, I'd say Stokes. Stokes, I'd love to see a breakout season from him because if we can have two shutdown corners, you know, that'd be just obviously yep. phenomenal. I did hear that they got another rookie, and I don't remember his name. I don't think it's Valentine. We saw a lot of Valentine, but I don't think that right. was him. But they were saying this guy is just playing it, yeah. it lights out. And to the point, they, they might move Douglas to safety, but that's a whole nother no, it's a whole nother issue, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Walker on the defense as the breakout oh, guy. Yes. And I'm yeah. going to be, I'm going to be optimistic and hope that he has learned from what he went through last year, because if he can play well, that would be huge. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Now, like I said, just before we wrap up this half, I'm going to ask one larger question here, which is who's going to win the black and blue division. Is it finally <laughs> the lions? Are they, are they looking good? Who's going to win our division, Jeff? Oh boy. They're, they're certainly the trendy pick if they can continue their momentum from last year. But I, I, I'm not the right guy because, you know, I didn't think the Brewers would be where they are right now either on the baseball side. So (laughs) I, I still think, I still think the Vikings, uh, have enough to win that division, but maybe the Lions are ready to rock and roll after, you know, getting so they're, I mean, they're peak. They're, they're, they're the trendy pick and I understand why, but, um, I'm going to say the Vikings right now. Yep. Jim? I, I'm going to also go with the Vikings. The Vikings had a phenomenal season last year, and they just mm-hmm. kind of blew it in the in the playoffs. You know? right. So mm-hmm. they kind of Viking in the, in the playoffs. Yes. Um, yeah. But, uh, but no, yeah, I'm going to no. go, go with the Vikings. I think, uh, I think the Lions, while showing some signs of life, I, it just feels still like the Lions. But, you know, that's what I said about the Cubs, I think, or whatever. We, yeah. our, our baseball thing was completely upside down. The Cardinals yeah. were on the bottom. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. It's, it's too, soon, too soon. The Lions have been building over 70, 80 years. They're not right. quite there yet. <laughs> no, they'll get there. Though, yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, and it depends yeah. on how how uh, how well their quarterback plays, right? Yeah. Uh, Goff. Yeah, yeah. how, how well he mm-hmm. plays. He's He's been up and down himself. So, yep. we'll see. One of the best combinations of a coach personifying his team. They love the coach. Yes, that's right. All right, so let's wrap this up, and we'll come back next week. And just in a few minutes here, we're going to talk about the league in total. All right, guys. See you in a bit. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we continue our conversation with Mr. Jeff Grayson and we shift our focus from our beloved Packers and instead give our expert opinions about the National Football League. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.